Hello world, it's B. Mila Kunis and Ashton Kutcher enjoyed the spotlight not only for not bathing their kids, but also for making $8 million in crypto by selling stoner cats NFTs. Ethereum's hard fork is coming to make transactions efficient. The much-anticipated upgrade is crucial for the future of Ethereum, and it is not making everyone happy. A 12-year-old made over $160,000 overnight selling weird whale NFTs. And in the latest addition to the NFT craze, a 3,350 pixel art of whales trade volume exceeded $1 million in crypto. Binance faces intense regulatory scrutiny, prompting its CEO CZ to look for his replacement. That's all coming up in this episode of Bees of Bitcoin, where we explore all things crypto. We know that the internet loves cats. Four years ago, CryptoKitties combined crypto and cats, enabling users to breed digital cats. Now, the latest stoner cats infuse crypto, cats, and cannabis. You've got to be kidding me. CryptoKitties is known for choking the Ethereum network, thus resulting in the high gas fees, and Ethereum's developers are dying to scale its network. But before that, why does it have to only be Elon Musk capturing all the crypto world's attention? Why not Vitalik Buterin. Of course, he's not going to smoke weed on a live podcast, but he can feature as a stoner cat. Oh, no. The joint effort from the industry-leading crypto experts to top celebrities to create animators is pretty dope. By the way, did you know that the first thing ever sold on the internet was weed? The Stanford students in 1971 used our to arrange a meeting place and did the exchange. Back to the story, though. Apart from Mila Kunis and Ashton Kutcher, the animated short series also features Chris Rock, Seth MacFarlane, and Jane Fonda. It's the story of Ms. Stoner, a pot-loving granny who lives with her cats. Each episode is about five to seven minutes long, and the total content length is about 45 minutes. Eight million dollars for barely an hour of content. Not bad. The animated series can only be watched by NFT holders, the ones who bought at least one of the 10,420 stoner cats. All you do is use your wallet that contains one of the stoner cats to log in and start watching the episodes. Now you may wonder, why only 10,420 tokens? I get why they end it with a 420, but the 10,000 number of it are aimed towards the crypto elite, those with huge chunks of crypto and is ready to buy literally anything. Those are the people that have bought CryptoPunks, the weird-looking pixel art. Only 10,000 supposedly rare pieces of art are available to buy. Launched back in 2017, CryptoPunks have always been a hit. It was the first of its kind, and they're gaining momentum these days thanks to a couple of crypto influencers. The top bid of one of the 10,000 CryptoPunk NFT actually goes for about 4,200 Ethereum. That's approximately $7.5 million worth of crypto at current prices for a single JPEG image. <laughs> This is artificial scarcity. So far, 3,300 wallet holders have bought all the minted tokens of stoner cats. The average price of every stoner cat comes at around $800. It's interesting what the stoner cat team is trying to do, though. This is an experiment that will eventually eliminate the costly middleman like Netflix. 
here's what their manifesto is kind of saying. At Stoner Cats, we believe that storytellers deserve an outlet where they can be valued and supported without having to bow to the machine of big media. So we're tilting the model on its head and testing a new architecture using NFTs that can connect storytellers directly with their audience and essentially decentralize content production. So after researching this, I said to myself, come on now, how is a JPEG file valued at millions of dollars? This is insane. It doesn't even exist in real life like the Mona Lisa painting or Van Gogh's Starry Night. But there's something to take account of. The series starts with Ms. Stoner saying, the weed delivery guy. Material possessions are a social construct, meaning it doesn't exist in objective reality. It exists because humans agree that it exists. Be it cash, gold, or even a digital picture of a cat, people believe it has a value. No wonder why Satoshi Nakamoto described Bitcoin as if enough people think the same way, that becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. Okay, but we're going to go back to the stoner cats. If you're looking to buy one of these tokens, I should warn you, the price is high. Really, really high. <laughs> so maybe just maybe the average Joe is probably going to have to watch the pirated version on YouTube or on Torrents, but the crypto elite doesn't care about the average Joe. In fact, quite the opposite. Vitalik Baterin, the Oracle cats are currently being sold three to five times the original price it was bought for. How high will the NFT rally go? I don't know, but probably the price of Ethereum is going to go as high as the network is ready for an upgrade. A phase of Ethereum 2.0 dubbed as the London hard fork that has nothing to do with the Brits is going live. But why London? I just ran out of names for their planned network upgrades. It was suggested to use DevCon city names for upgrades and well, they did. London is where DevCon 1 took place. But why the upgrade? What is the problem? As stated by the Ethereum Foundation itself, there are three major problems. First, there's the clogged network. Ethereum needs to reduce network congestion and improve speeds to better service a global user base. Two, you got the disk space. Running a node is getting harder as the network grows. This is only going to get harder with efforts to scale the network. Three is it's using too much energy. Ethereum uses way too much electricity. The technology that keeps the network secure needs to be more sustainable. So Ethereum's vision is to actually make the network more scalable to support thousands of transactions per second. It needs to be more secure against all forms of attack. And it needs to be more sustainable by eliminating the compute power and energy required to mine the blocks. So one of the major changes coming to the network is actually set to make the transaction efficient. Ethereum, like Bitcoin, is a blockchain. The blocks contain transaction data. And since the block can only hold so many of the transactions, if too many people are using the network, it obviously becomes congested and increases the gas fees. Currently, Ethereum wallets provide suggestions to set a gas fee. If it's paid too low, the transaction might just be stuck forever. This, as you can imagine, is a UI nightmare for a crypto newbie. That is the majority of the users, though. Ethereum Network has something called the Ethereum Improvement Proposal, or EIP, to improve the functionality of the network. So one such proposal called the EIP 1559 is set to reduce gas fees by increasing the block 
size. It also introduces a base fee, which gets adjusted automatically depending on how busy the network will get. And we know that Bitcoin has a fixed supply cap of 21 million. So when it comes to Ethereum, there's actually no hard supply cap. Currently, there's actually around 117 million ETH in circulation. And the block issues to ETH is a reward every couple of seconds. And this makes some people obviously question the future of Ethereum. So in this same proposal, the base fee is set to be burned by sending it to an address nobody owns or controls. This actually means then that the supply of Ether will be deflationary as the years pass. Now you do need to know that this change is controversial because it affects miners. EIP-1559 burns transaction fees instead of giving them to miners. Since Ethereum 2.0 is migrating from proof of work to a proof of stake consensus mechanism, it means less profit for the miners and more power to the stakers. Scorpion Twitter says, though, it doesn't make ETH deflationary by default. It doesn't lower the gas fees in the long run because it's not a scalability improvement. However, it may actually help users not overpay for transactions due to a better fee estimation process. It also smooths out gas prices between blocks thanks to the variable block sizes. After EIP-1559, part of the transaction fees burned and removed from circulation. But it doesn't mean that ETH immediately becomes a deflationary asset. ETH burned must be higher than ETH issued and block rewards. It's no secret that Ethereum spawned a series of decentralized apps that work without the need of a central entity. From decentralized exchanges and stablecoins to lending and borrowing to betting and insurance markets, decentralized finance is revolutionizing the way we transact online. One notable industry is the NFTs. Non-fungible tokens. A 12-year-old named Benjamin, with the help of his dad, made around $160,000 overnight thanks to the NFT craze. Boring Bananas, an NFT project, helped Benjamin by giving them their template as he generated 3,350 weird whales with a variety of traits and variables. It's a pixel art of famous kind in the NFT space. Given how easy it is to learn, he only did it as a test and posted it on Discord. It got picked up by crypto influencers and instantly became viral. Benjamin woke up to see that the entire collection of the weird whales were sold out. He said that his dad friend bought Rare Peppy's NFT and he found them interesting. So he got into the NFT space by creating 40 Minecraft yeehaws. His dad told him he can't scale the production if done this way. He then suggested his kid to use a framework called Python Pillow to automate the image generation process. The project blended few desirable things. You might have seen people on Twitter setting CryptoPunk NFT as their profile pic. People obviously want to show off. When it comes to the crypto world, a whale is someone with a large number of crypto holdings. Weird whale images are intended as a profile pic. Thus, the project attained hockey stick growth. Okay, our final story. Binance CEO CZ is looking for his replacement. You want to know why? The world's biggest crypto exchange is facing scrutiny from regulators around the world. Here are some of the news bits about Binance within the last month, okay? The exchange closed derivatives and future trading offerings in Germany, Italy, and the Netherlands. HSBC Bank is reportedly blocking its UK customers from making credit card payments to Binance. Binance stops selling stock 
tokens following regulatory scrutiny, Japan's financial services agency warned that Binance offered crypto services without registration, India probes Binance embedding app laundering case, Thailand Securities and Exchange Commission filed a criminal complaint against Binance for operating a digital asset business without a license. It also needs to be noted that Binance originally was headquartered in China, but then later moved to the Cayman Islands due to China's increasing regulation on cryptocurrencies. Now, the Binance CEO, Chen Peng Zhao, is willing to step down as CEO and is actually looking for his replacement who could handle regulatory issues. But it is not all bad news for Binance. The company is partnering with Shopify to bring crypto payments to its merchants. Over 1.7 million businesses in 175 countries use Shopify to deliver their products. Finally, spicy rumor time. It was reported that Saudi Aramco was planning to mine Bitcoin. Sorry to break it to you, fellas, but they denied the rumors. That's it for this episode of Bees Bitcoin. Thanks for listening.